Welcome to the Northridge Church Podcast, a weekly rewind of Sunday's talk. Thank you, Doug, and the worship team. Um, What a great time of refreshment that worship set was for me, and I'm sure at home, uh, or wherever you are this morning, I'm hoping that God just really used this past few moments just to minister to you and just draw near to you as you drew near near to him in our worship time. Hi, my name is David, and I serve as a teaching pastor at Northbridge. I want to thank you for worshiping with us this morning, as Pastor Tony has already mentioned. We have many new families joining us, many new individuals joining us this morning for worship, and so we're glad you're here, as well as with the Northbridge family online this morning. And what a week this has been. I would call it a strange week for us, right? We're learning new norms, a new way of life, uh, new social do's and don'ts. Um, We're learning new vocabulary like COVID-19 and uh, uh, social distancing, uh, stay in place or shelter in place or positive presumptive cases, whatever that means. Um, But also, we're also experiencing some really heavy things taking place in our life. I'm sure some of you um, that is listening to me right now have experienced tremendous life change. Um, You're working home for the very first time. Uh, Your hours have been cut back severely. Uh, Maybe you're at your workplace. um, You have been uh, laid off for the unforeseen future. Maybe you're kind of carrying around the weight of wondering, am I next to be laid off? Um, maybe some of you this, this past week have had to learn how to be um, homeschoolers, right? Um, and on top of that, you're learning how to uh, entertain your kids um, hour after hour and sometimes also playing referee because, hey, what's it like when you get a bunch of people in the same room um, day after day and uh, they want to be out, outside and enjoying life itself? Maybe you're like me when I walked into the store, my grocery store this week, And I experienced something that I have never experienced before in my life, and that is to see row after row of empty shelves, no food to be had. And and maybe you you are just uh, wondering how in the world you're going to make it when you can't even find um, the essential grocery items that you and your family need. Um, Something that I witnessed this week when I was uh, visiting my grocery store is I saw several people crying because they were unable to find the the items that they were looking for. And I believe that their panic had set in on them. Um, When you look at the news um, this past week, it's it's calling about urgent headlines, breaking news. Uh, It's a panic situation out there. We we think sometimes our government may not know what is going on. And and it all has an impact on our souls, doesn't it? Um, I had someone ask me on Friday afternoon how, how I was doing. And usually I just give the, 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 the response we all give. I'm fine, I'm good, I'm okay. But in that moment, I just caught myself just wanting to be very honest. And I said, I am really exhausted. And this has taken a lot out of me this past week. And maybe you can identify with that. Maybe your word is, is just similar to exhaustion. Maybe you've experienced hopelessness. Maybe you've experienced just this languishing of the heart. 
But what I want to share with you this morning is this, is while, while we're going through this crisis together, God is still on his throne. We need to remember, remind ourselves of that today. That this national crisis that we are, we are facing together did not catch God off guard. Um, our experiences, our shared experiences that we're going through, um, the, the fears that we are walking through, God is still on his throne. Um, and for some of us this morning, we just need to be reminded of the fact that God is not aloof to people's sufferings, and he is not indifferent to what you are facing right now, this very moment. He has been with you every step of the way. This is the time in our life that we have to lean in on our faith and be reminded that our Heavenly Father is a good and gracious God to us. And He is going to provide for us at all times. This morning as we continue in our our series um, on Only God, I, I think that this series has been a providential thing given to us by God Himself to remind us that in the midst of a crisis that there are things in our life that are going to come up, that we're going to face that only God can rescue, that only God can restore, that only God can do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And this morning, we're going to talk about the word of what, of the word replenishment. Only God can truly replenish our hearts. If you have your Bible with you, I invite you to turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. 2 Kings chapter 4, 1 through 7. If you don't have a Bible handy, we'll have that on the screens for you as well. And this is what's going on as we look at this encounter that an Old Testament prophet by the name of Elisha had with a, a woman who was going through an incredible life-changing crisis of her own. And this is what it says beginning in verse 1. Now the wife of the one of the sons of the prophets cried to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. But the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. And Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what have you in the house? And she said, Your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, go outside and borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels and not too few. And then go in and shut the door behind yourself and your sons and pour into all these vessels. And when one is full, set it aside. So she went from him and shut the door behind herself and her sons. And as she poured, they brought the vessels to her. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another Then the oil stopped flowing. And she came and told the man of God and said, go. And he said, go and sell the oil and pay your debts and you and your sons can live on the rest. So the question we want to speak to this morning is how does one stay spiritually refilled or refreshed or revitalized or replenished in the midst of such great times of crisis. Now, I'm not going to make you wait another 10 or 15 minutes for, 
for that answer. So here's the answer to how you stay revitalized and refreshed and renewed in your spiritual life. You give God what you have and God will give you what you need. One more time. You give God what you have and God will give you what you need. Now the widow was about to personally um, go go through a tremendous hardship. Her back was against the wall. It was DEFCON 4 for her. Um, she had, her husband was dead. She had run out of money. Her sons had been, had been put up for collateral in a loan that her husband had taken out before he died and he could not repay it. And so her back was against the wall and she had no other option but to cry out to God through this man named Elisha for help. Now, one thing you will see in this passage is that this woman was a very resourceful woman. She had done everything she could do in the midst of that personal crisis to keep ahead of the game. But as time went on, the pressures were mounting, and she began to realize that if I don't have outside help to my situation, I'm not going to make it. And so she did something, and this is what it is. She, She reached out to God for help. Now remember this, um, when she began to be willing to give God what she had, God began to move and give her what she needed. Look what it says in in verse 2. Your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. If you want to see God's replenishment in your life, then you're going to have to be willing to be part of the solution. You've got to be ready to act on what you have. And when God begins to replenish, he does so with what you have, not with what you do not have or what you wish you had. No, God starts with what you have. Now for the woman, it was a simple jar of oil. And that was how God came in and replenished her situation. For you and I, that might be the situation we're going to look to this coming week. There might be some activity happen in your life, some event take place where you're going to say, God, I need you to replenish something physically or something financially or something relationally in my life. But this morning, I just want to focus in on this one thing. How does God rejuvenate you and replenish you within your spirit? Because this is what I believe. I I believe that once we become depleted spiritually, there's a domino effect in every other aspect of our life. And it begins with the domino of faith, right? And we begin to lose heart. We begin to be discouraged. And that, that creates tension in our, in our relationships. It may, may cause tension on our job. It may cause tension in other aspects of our lives. So what do we give God? What do we give God that we have on hand? We give him, first and foremost, our heart. We, we allow him to come in and, and, and do business Within our heart, we, we, we're willing to give him our fears. We're willing to meet with him. We're willing to cry out to him. And that, in that moment, that's when we're going to see God at, at move in our life. And one of the things that I've been encouraged by for the past several weeks, I, I have this app on my phone um, called the, the One Minute Pause. I encourage you to, to get that if you can. It's called the One Minute Pause. And what it does and is this. It's a fabulous uh, tool for you and your walk with God. It just gives you an ability to pause. Maybe that'd be one minute, three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes of your day. That you're just kind of getting away from life and you're just pausing and you're just realizing 
what God is up to in your life and who God is and how much he loves you. It's a way that, that I've been refreshed, especially this past week when I've just been putting in 11, 12-hour uh, work days where I'm at, dealing with people in crisis. It has drained me. And for me to get away and spend a few moments just being reminded of what God is up to around me and in me has replenished me tremendously. So, so this, is how you, this is how you give God what you have. You just get alone with God, right? And, and you be honest with God in that moment. You may just have one minute to yourself. Lock yourself in the bathroom if you have to. Um, go out and, and lock yourself in the car or drive around the block. But, but whatever you do, just get alone with God. And, and in that moment, just be honest with him. You see, our God is great enough and big enough and mighty enough. He can take in on all of your worries, everything that you have just been holding on to this past week. He's got this, right? And he can take care of that need for you. Just be honest with him. And then this is what I want to encourage you to. Just meditate on God's word. This is how God really truly replenishes us. When we get alone with him, when we're honest with him, and then when we allow the word of God to speak truth to us, to to combat, to counteract all the negativity um, that you're being fed on the news and and elsewhere that's going on in the world. God's word has that ability to, to get right to the core of the heart issue that we've been carrying around within us, right? So for this, this widow woman, she said, God, I'm just going to give you what I, what I have. And God began to work. Look what, in chapter four, it says, God gave her exactly what she had. And she needed verse six and verse seven. Read with me. The oil stopped flowing. Boy, I tell you what, if you, if you like to underline things in your scripture, that's an awesome thing to say. The oil stopped flowing because she had all that she needed in that moment. Continuing on. She came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on the rest. The woman provided what she had. God provided what only he can do. You see, folks, we will have times in our life that that God can only, we're going to face situations that only God can do for us. And that's the beauty of faith. And that's the, the beauty of us um, worshiping and, and serving this incredible God of ours. That there are times in our life that we reach out to him and say, God, only you can do X, Y, Z. And we begin to realize that God is up to something. When, when there's a crisis that happens, it doesn't mean that God is distancing himself from us. When crisis happens in our life, and especially those times that, that it's out of our control, is a wonderful moment to see what God is up to in our lives and all around us. Throughout the Old and New, Old and New Testament, there is a promise over and over again that God makes to his people. And that is that he is near to us, and that he is a God who longs to rejuvenate us when we are lowly in spirit and weighed down with burdens of life. I don't care where you point out in Scripture, in the Old Testament, New Testament, you're going to find over and over again that same promise from God, that he is near to us, and he will help us, and he will give us nourishment to our souls. There's a passage in Jeremiah 31 verse 25 that I've recently discovered that I would encourage you just to um, stick on your refrigerator door, on your mirror in the coming weeks because this passage is so 
Awesome. This is what it says in Jeremiah 31, 25. For I will satisfy the weary soul and every languishing soul I will replenish. You read that one more time. For I will satisfy the weary soul and every languishing soul I will replenish. Does that, does that speak to you this morning, right? Does that speak to you? That God can come in wherever you're lacking in life, whatever the world and that all of its turmoils has, has, has taken away from you, that God can come in and say, I will, I will replenish those low points in your life. And Jesus even picks this up in the New Testament. He even says, I will do for you the same thing that God the Father will do for you. I'm willing to do for you. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, he says this, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, as we go through this ongoing crisis and, and what we've been told in the news is that no one really knows when this is going to be over with. It may be a few weeks from now, but some have also said it may be two or three months from now. I've even heard people say it may be 12 to 18 months before we overcome this, this crisis um, with COVID-19. But you don't have that much luxury, right, to wait that long for you to cry out to God for replenishment because this is what God wants to do. This is the time where he uses you and I as his people. This is where the church of God comes alive, right? That we begin to, to be the people of God in the midst of crisis to do ministry to others, to reach out to your neighbors, to reach out to your city, to reach out to your community and be willing to be on the front lines for the sake of the gospel of Christ. But we can't do that. We, we can't be the hands and feet of God if we are, if we are lacking, right? If, we are, if we're despondent, if we're fearful, if, if we're just bankrupt inside. No, we, we need to be refilled and replenished by the Spirit of God so that God can stabilize our hearts so we might be greatly used by Him in life. So this coming week is as you're going about your day, let me just encourage you again. How is God going to rejuvenate and replenish you? You've got to give him what you have. And what you, whatever you have, you may think it's, it's insignificant, it's small. No, just give him what you have. And God's going to do the rest. God will give you what you need. I want to invite the worship team to come on back up this morning and kind of lead us in this last song. Now, this last song, is a great song of meditation. This is a moment that you can sit on your couch or if you're sitting, if you're sitting at your kitchen table with your, with your kids, I just want to say, as the worship team is leading us, let this be your, your prayer to God this morning. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour, I need you. You see, we begin to pray those kind of prayers and we meditate on his word. Oh, the Spirit of God is going to begin to replenish our souls and rejuvenate your heart this morning. Be of good courage. The Lord is near. The Lord is fighting for you. 
The Lord is your help. The Lord will come quickly for you. God is still on his throne. Will you allow him to be on the throne of your heart this morning? And when you allow him, just being honest with him, allow him to bring the replenishing floods into your heart. Will you pray with me? So, Father, we just uh, come before you this morning, and we just ask that, God, that you would just do what only you can do for us. We give you our hearts. We give you our fears. We give you the uncertainty that life has brought to us this past week. We give you, God, our family members who may be sick. (laughs) Maybe we've heard somebody that we know has the coronavirus. God, we we pray for them even, the Lord, that you would protect and and you would raise them out of their sickbed. But, Father, for the most part, we are just overwhelmed by tremendous fears and the, and the new norms of life. And we just ask that, God, that you would simply come. In this moment where we just pause our hearts before you, we just simply ask that you would just come and minister to the deep recesses of our soul. Oh, Lord, we need you. Oh, Lord, I need you. Every hour, I need you. I I recognize you. You're my one defense. I I recognize that you are my righteousness. Oh, God, how I need you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Northridge Church Podcast. If you'd like more information about Northbridge Church, you can find us online at mynorthbridge.org.